Dick and Ball Chomper. Hi there, Michelle. Hi there, Geordie. How are you? I'm good. How are you? You don't look too bright today. I hear you've been under the weather. I have been under the weather. Um, I'm actually, I've got a voice today, so that's good because um, I have I sounded just dog rough over oh the last dear. couple of days, but it's all good. It's just a cold. It's not COVID. I think people have forgotten what it's like just to have a normal common cold, but not me. I'm moving on. Oh. Fantastic. Well, listen, let's welcome everybody to a slightly dog rough Michelle and a semi-perky Geordie here over at <laughs> Eavesdropping. 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 It's a podcast. You're eavesdropping on us. We're chatting and we're going to be chatting today about all sorts of things. I think today's theme is true crime. We're going to have some trigger warnings. We're just going to trigger warning you for the trigger warnings. <laughs> let's just put it out there. Somebody said to me recently... An eavesdropper said to me, I love your stories. Sometimes they're a bit gory and you do, yes, you do have trigger warnings, but often after you've already said the nasty things. (laughs) So it's a little bit late for me to put down my cereal. (laughs) Do you know what? That is actually true. If I think back, we always say, oh, we should have done a trigger warning. And then the trigger warning comes in. So, okay. (laughs) Right. Well, listen, let's kick off with a trigger warning because... I am going to be talking today about a true crime and it's quite nasty. There is some things that, especially if you have a dick and some balls, you're going to be really upset with today's story. Oh my God. I mean, this just reminds me shades of Lorena Bobbitt, but we've already done Lorena. Well, you just have to wait and see. But first, Michelle, actually, I have a little catching up to do on a story that we did way, 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 way back when we first started doing Eavesdropping as a podcast. Do you remember that episode where you basically told the entire plot? I think it was episode two of The Exorcist, the movie. (laughs) Do you remember that episode? <laughs> yes. Oh, God. No, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't what you did. No, I just, there was actually one moment where I was very shocked because the swearing in it was unbelievable for the 70s. Yeah. And actually the theme where she's like fucking herself with the crucifix. Jesus, and Michelle, straight She's in there. basically telling her mom to like go down on her. Goodness I was shocked. me. Well, I'm so, shocked. Yes, that episode. I remember your that language. Episode. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, back in the extra droppings days, you, we did an extra droppings about the boy that inspired the film, The Exorcist, and the book by by Blatty, William Blatty. Yes, we did. Yeah. Yes. Well, he was known that in those days as Roland Doe, if you remember. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, and it was in 1949 that this all happened, I believe. I'm not sure. I've got the number 1945 written down and I'm not sure why. But recently he was revealed to be named as Ronald Hunkeler. I'll say that again. Oh. Hunkeler. Now that's spelled H-U-N-K-E-L-E-R. And the reason being, Michelle, is because he recently died. Oh, God. I know. Well, he was old. He made it. But did he have any deathbed confessions? Well, no, I don't know about that. All I do know is that he was born in 1935 and raised by a middle-class family in Cottage City. Where's that? I think that might be a typo. That will be a t- <laughs> that'll be a typo. <laughs> Cottage. <laughs> Where's Cottage? 
Scottish city. Shall we say maybe, where do you think it might be? Kansas City? No idea, but you've had a bad oh, autocorrect. Crikey. Oh, dear. Well, anyway, he was born somewhere and he began experiencing paranormal activities at the age of 14. You may remember this, mm. Michelle, because you did a story on him when he reported hearing knocking and scratching sounds from behind his bedroom wall. Sound familiar? Mm. The Reverend Luther Schultz, who was the Hunkler's family minister, eventually wrote to the, the parapsychology laboratory and he said how chairs were moving and, you know, all of this stuff. Oh, it was shocking. Yeah. Essentially, he was he was exercised and and survived, but no one ever knew his name. It was a massive story. Michelle told it way yeah. back in season one, which was in uh, 2020. Now... Yeah. Recently, it was found out that Ronald Edwin Hunkler died last year, a month before his 86th birthday, after suffering a stroke at home in Maryland in the United States. Right. So Not in Cottage. Not in Cottage <laughs> not City. In cottage. <laughs> no. But in his adult life, Michelle, you'll find this very interesting, I think. He was a NASA engineer whose work contributed to the Apollo space missions in the 1960s. And he patented a technology that helped space shuttle panels with, withstand extreme heat. Fake. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just thought it would be interesting, you know. It's all connected, isn't it's it? It's connected, exactly. Wow. So Connected. All else I can tell you about poor old Ronald, apart from the fact that we know he was the exorcist boy that, that everything was based mm. on, is that he always left the house on Halloween because he figured someone would come to his residence and know know who he was and know where he lived and never let him have any peace. So he had a terrible life full of worry, a friend said. And eventually he retired from NASA in 2001 after working at the agency for nearly 40 years. And shortly before his death, a Catholic priest showed up at his home unexpectedly to perform last rites. And oh. no one knows how he came to know that Ron was in need of them. That's very interesting. He just because... turned up. Yeah. Because obviously, in this day and age, it's very hard to keep your identity a secret. But back then, before the internet, literally before the internet was even conceived of, back in the 40s and the 50s, it it was a possibility for him to remain Mm. pretty much anonymous. So... Good on him. Go, Ron. Yeah, go, Ron. And also, he's the reason why they could withstand all that amazing heat, Michelle, to make it through that that heat shield to get to the moon. The moon. That's bullshit. This tiny little tin can made of foil, and what? And so Ronald the Exorcist got got us through. (laughs) Got the Americans through. Go, Ronald. It just. It's all a bit Ronald McDonald. Anyway, well, I know. (laughs) Sorry. You're starting to sound like a conspiracy theorist, Michelle. I'm not a cure, I tell you, but it just, it makes me laugh. Well, I tell you what, I've got a little update, actually. Ooh! Yeah, now look, I can't remember if I mentioned this in the last episode, Geordie, about when we, well, when we were talking about the Tinder swindler. Yes. And the girls who were in the documentary, they actually have a GoFundMe page. Okay. I'm not sure if I mentioned this. No, you didn't. 
They have a GoFundMe page where anybody who sympathizes with the fact that they were diddled out of hundreds of thousands um, can go and make a donation to them. Now, first of all, I went online. I could not find whether or not they got paid for doing that documentary. Mm. I certainly hope they did because that would go some way to kind of paying off the debts that that they were swindled out of. But I mean it's over a hundred thousand pounds so far in oh, donations. Okay. I mean, you know, Cecilia and and last week I kept saying Cecily Cecilia because it's written in a really weird way. I think pretty sure her name is Cecilia. Okay. But yeah, she I can't remember what I was talking about oh, her. Have you had too many panadols? I have. I'm not I'm not feeling great. I hope they got some money for doing that documentary yeah I hope they did so then also a long time eavesdropper Wiz shout out to Wiz yeah she got in touch with some info on that fucking creep fake Simon Leviev so he set up a cameo page what's that well, the Cameo app is a little bit like what you, Geordie, thought OnlyFans was, yes. right? Well, you get Carl from Neighbours to come on and say, happy birthday, <laughs> Mrs. Hannah Huggis. You're obsessed with that story. I love it. But yes, that's exactly it. You can pay famous people if they're on there to give you a shout out or a personalised message. And so he's got a profile Ooh. and he says on his profile, I'm Simon Levayev. Well, he's not. He's... Shimon, Shimon motherfucker. motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he says here, if you want any blessing, any, and this is his word. Blessings? If you want, no, no, no. This is it. If you want any blessing, any birthday, whatever shout out, I'm so excited to be here. And you can join his fan club to unlock more content. That's oh. what it says. Do we need to open one of these cameos? We give shout outs for free. Oh, yeah, maybe. Maybe. No one's – who's paying for an eavesdropping shout out? Do you know what, though, Michelle? I am thinking of of uh, offering our eavesdroppers and beyond a ditty for themselves. If you want to oh. send somebody a birthday message. Oh, we'll do you. An eavesdropping ditty. Or a Mother's Day message or anything you like, we can do the ditty. Just send us a few lines and obviously you have to send that to – eavesdroppingpodcast.com no where do you well, send it hello email. hello at eavesdroppingpodcast.com that's the one we haven't decided the pay scale yet but i'm sure it will be affordable indeed that's a very good idea yes well for 150 quid yeah simon levayev will oh. send you a, a love message are you kidding no i'm not kidding and i saw one online and it made my skin crawl because he is such a fucking disgusting creep and he is making money with these messages and it was horrible because I don't know who put it online but he was there saying hello I heard that you are very beautiful. I want to take you to Mykonos. Have you been to Mykonos? Oh, my God. And we was we will go together. We will have a great time. It was just like like Horrible, yeah. horrible. 150 quid, boom, in the wow. bank. Well, you'll get a lot more for your money with the eavesdropping jingle service. That's for damn sure. Exactly. But I just feel like it's not fair that, you know, all these poor women are mm. paying debts because he's a con man and he's making money. But worse than that, he's also starting, well, trying to start a celebrity career. 
And look, there's this brilliant Guardian article that was also sent to us, which outlines kind of the pros and cons to being a Netflix reality star, because that's what he's now become. And also how it can basically fuck up your life. And it sort of delves a little bit into Tiger King, that documentary Cheer, you know, where they were the cheerleading um, acrobatics. It's amazing, season one. And obviously now they've put the Tindler, Tinder, Tindler, I <laughs> today. My God, Tindler. The Tinder swindler. Let's just call it Tindler for short. Tindler. So I'll put a link in the show notes. But um, yeah, show notes, Guardian article, I'll put it there because it's great Marvellous, marvellous. But it also basically outlines how Simon, he's already signed with a Hollywood talent oh, manager. That's depressing. It's really depressing. And this this talent manager is basically one of those kind of D-list bottom feeders who just gets deals and cash and, you know, exposure for dodgy clients. Um, because, you know, in the moment, people do have an insatiable appetite for what's happening to these people they've become invested mm. in um, knowing more about because they've watched these documentaries. And, you know, even if it's for a brief time, these people are out to make money and, he basically wants to host a dating show. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Seriously, the dude's a fucking creep. So, basically, I hope he gets thrown back into jail and lives the life of a pauper in total obscurity. So, <laughs> there, there it is. Ha! We swear a lot! We swear a lot! <laughs> we swear a lot! Get fucked! Woo! See you next Tuesday! So, as you know, I'm kind of a bit obsessed with the idea of catfishing. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's out there as a theme. Like, I know you haven't watched Euphoria, but in season one, there's a catfishing line, which like storyline, which is really chilling, actually. And I was thinking about how, you know, you unwittingly put your your life in the hands of someone you don't know, but who is you know, making you feel safe and comfortable. And it led me to this really scary true crime catfishing case in Alaska where a teenage girl was catfished by a fake millionaire tycoon. So this was actually not too long ago. This was, you know, in the middle of um, 2019 on June 2nd in Anchorage, Alaska. Wow. Wow. And the family of 18-year-old Cynthia Hoffman reported her missing to the police. So she'd gone hiking that day at Thunderbird Falls with her best friend from high school, um, a girl called Denali Bremer, and four other friends. But Cece, because she liked, that was her nickname, Cece, she never came home. And this really worried her parents because Cece actually had learning disabilities and turns out she had the intellectual capabilities of a 12-year-old. Mm. So not coming home was really out of character for her. So they were like, fuck, we need to call the police on this. So they did and the police immediately went searching for her. And the family also set up their own search parties for CC. And her dad, Timothy Hoffman, texted his daughter's best friend, weirdly, Angela, her name was, to see if she knew where Cece was. Hang on. Why is that weird? Well, Angela was actually Denali. 
Oh. So Denali was calling herself Angela. It's just fucking huh? strange. Oh. Really strange. Do I need to do trigger warnings now? Because yeah. we've had yeah, okay, trigger warning, guys. This is not a fun story. This is this is a triggering story. Yeah, I'm so already trigger upset. trigger. Oh god, I know. You can see where this is going. Trigger warning. Warning. Trigger warning. Look out! Trigger. Oh my goodness. Warning. Brace yourself, Mavis. So he the dad texted. Angela, in inverted commas, Cece had gone hiking with Angela. But Angela texted back saying she dropped Cynthia off at the local park earlier that day and hadn't seen her since. So two days later, on June 4, the police found Cynthia's body on the banks of the Eklutna River, right next to a hiking trail on the outskirts of Anchorage. And again, trigger warning, when they found Cece's body, her feet were duct taped together. Oh, no. And horrifically, she'd been shot in the back of the head before her body was dumped in the river. During this whole time, Angela, according to the dad, just sounded panic-stricken over Cynthia's disappearance um, in the text messages that she was sending. But, look, things just didn't add up. And eventually, it was revealed that Angela's real name was Denali right. and all along she knew exactly what was going on and this is where the story just gets really twisted. So it turns out that Denali had been in an online relationship with a millionaire called Tyler who lived in Kansas. I I tried to like look online to find out how long they'd been in an online relationship for, but I couldn't actually find that in info. So I I don't know if it was a few weeks or a few months or a year, but it actually doesn't matter because, you know, Denali was absolutely smitten with Tyler. You know, she had him in her phone as babe and, you know, like she really thought she was in a relationship with this guy. But the thing is, around three weeks before Cynthia was found dead, Tyler offered Denali nine million US dollars to rape and murder pretty much any girl she could get her hands on. But Denali had to take photos and videos of the murder and send them to Tyler, the millionaire, uh, before he would send her the money. Far out. My God, that's Black Mirror shit. Dark. It is dark. So Denali, I guess she had money signs in her eyes. She recruited four of her mates to help her carry out the murder. And, you know, obviously she promised them money in exchange for their part in in this plot. So poor Cynthia was chosen as the victim of this. And because, you know, she had learning difficulties, she was quite trusting her her learning disability apparently made her quite vulnerable. She was an easy target. And when she was asked to go on this hiking trip, she was really excited and had absolutely no clue that these five teenagers were plotting to, like, kill her for cash. So on June the 2nd, Denali and her mates took Cynthia hiking to Thunderbird Falls, but they took her off the usual track into quite a remote spot and... Um, did you just hear that little bell? I've got a little cat who's like going to jump on me. So 
yeah, I according to the court reports, the whole time, um, Denali, like that they were hiking, Denali was sending pictures and videos to Tyler of like step by step what was going on, sort of, you know, like building up to the crime because he was also demanding that she prove that she was doing what she said she would. And I mean, obviously we know how it ended for poor Cynthia, but after the police found her body, they quickly joined the dots and picked up Denali for the murder. And, you know, she initially denied any involvement in this. And instead she sort of said, you know, there were only three of them, but there were five um, that went hiking and they'd gone into Thunderbird Falls just to take pictures of each other wrapped up in duct tape because that's what you do, right? And that she had no idea that one of her friends that was with them had planned to shoot Cece. But after it was revealed to Denali that Tyler was not a millionaire, but who was actually a 21-year-old dude from Indiana, not Kansas, who was actually called Darren Schillmiller and who unsurprisingly looked nothing like Mm -hmm. his online pictures because he'd like used fake pictures and obviously definitely not a millionaire. The worst thing is he actually sickeningly was a child pornographer. Oh, for fuck's sake. A known child pornographer. After after the police told Denali all this, she just realised, fuck, I've been catfished. And she eventually confessed to everything. But, and there's more twists. Oh, my God. The thing was, when the police went through Denali's phone, on her phone they found images of, of child pornography. And it eventually came out that right after the murder... Tyler had asked Denali to sexually abuse an underage girl and film it and send it to him. And she did it because apparently he was then using the murder as blackmail against her. So Denali felt like she had no choice but to do what, you know, fake Tyler said she had to do. So... Again, after she realised she'd been conned by fake Tyler, she admitted to everything to the police. It was all there on her phone, in her camera roll, and also in her texts. So she couldn't really deny anything. It is so fucking shocking. But then she revealed to the police that she'd actually done it twice for him. For him. And it's so fucking grim because... You know, fake Tyler also apparently told authorities that he and Denali had discussed killing another person, but they didn't go through with it. Eventually, he, Darren Schillmiller, fake Tyler, also, they got him and he admitted to blackmailing Denali into raping those girls and also, you know, his involvement with, with killing Cece. And look, eventually Denali and Darren were charged with first degree murder and child pornography. And the sentence could have been up to 99 years in prison, but I searched online and I could not find how long they actually got. But they are, they did get charged with something. And the others were all charged with um, first degree murder, conspiracy to commit first degree murder and two counts of second degree murder. So they all got something. They were all in jail for something, but fuck knows how long. And honestly, it just 
this just really is is so scary that you know we talk about heartbreak and people getting scammed out of money but this poor girl through catfishing lost her life and those other poor girls those underage girls that were raped so catfishing is it's that people are taking this to a whole new level well i think people are realizing that catfishing is another form of manipulation that those those who prey on you know grooming she was groomed i mean obviously she went through with it she is a victim she's she's a victim but she's also guilty of doing what she did but she was groomed by the fake tyler guy who thankfully got caught but it's terrible. This is the thing we need to... There are just so many hidden dangers on the internet that you just don't know what to expect next and how to protect people from it. And the layers of, of this story, mm. you know, from catfishing all the way through to, like, murdering supposedly your best mate for money yeah. and all of the, the child pornography, the rapes, everything, it's... It's mind-boggling and, you know, it just, it makes me feel grim and sick inside Mm. for all of this. Yeah, I don't even, I don't even have an upshot to that story. No, it's it's pretty dark, yeah. And I'm sorry that it's so recent. Obviously, it is because of the internet and catfishing and pornography and the way that it works and... It's so scary, but I mean... The internet is full of catfishing stories and I've got some corkers ready for you guys for another time. That's that's my grim story for the week, guys. Wow, thanks, Michelle. We got a bit bleak. We got a bit dumb. We're two birds yakking. Just having a laugh. We'll lighten the mood somehow, somewhat. Let's lighten the mood. It's not that light. And again, people, people out there, people, (laughs) be aware that you will need a trigger warning for this story as well. Also a true crime, also recent. Michelle, have you ever heard of the Nullo movement? No. Enlighten me, Geordie. For those who identifies neither male or female, it's short for genital nullification, the removal of penis and testicles. Oh, sorry, pet. What was that? You might want to put down that sandwich. Oh, my God, have we got a dick and ball story here? (laughs) (laughs) Nullos are also known as smoothies and sometimes (laughs) even have the nipples off. Yes, they oh want to look God. like a Ken doll. Oh my God. It's, it's a thing. It's a look that people lust after that they want I to have. I didn't know this was yeah. a thing. And it's been around for a while too, Michelle. The movement first gained interest in 2012 after a Japanese performance artist named Mao Sugiyama removed, cooked, trigger warning, cooked and served his genitalia to the highest bidder. I think I have actually heard about that story. You must have. Um, and I think I think there are a few copycats as well, but I think he might have been the original. He's the OG Dick and Ball Chomper. D and D and B. Restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> Mo- <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Most people right, hang on. Let me just collect myself. 
One moment. Most people who undergo the procedure claim to be submissive gay males. Oh, no, I can't laugh. (laughs) I just can't believe you called it a restaurant. Sorry. Let me start that last sentence again. Most people who undergo the procedure claim to be submissive gay males or identify as asexual. Now, there's a man. His name is Marius Gustafsson, and he is Norwegian-born, but he lives in the UK, and he claimed to have undergone the procedure himself, but is also your go-to guy for the operation, as he has performed the procedure on 58 other men. What? Oh, they really could have started a restaurant. (laughs) Indeed. 44-year-old Marius, known as the eunuch maker, has now been arrested amid claims he carried out dozens of castrations in his basement flat and broadcast the procedures on a pay-per-view channel that was promoted (gasps) via a Twitter account. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Okay. Dude's making money off the snip snip. Indeed. He also offered up his own severed member to paying guests, (laughs) much like our performance artist earlier. Allegedly, a married couple were amongst the dinner guests. <gasps> Interesting. People have some kinks, don't they? They do. Wow. He would assure his guests he was free of venereal disease before donning a chef's outfit as he fried up the sweetmeats. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I got that wrong because <laughs> it's not sweetmeats. It's not that. It's not a sweetmeat. <laughs> I've got here. <laughs> I've got here. NB, I don't even know what NB means. Sweet meats are candied fruit in India where sweet bread are the organs of an animal such as pancreas, etc., which is what I thought I was saying when I said, when I wrote that he fried up the sweet meats. (laughs) I was just trying to be clever, but I I was foisted by my own petard there. Anyway, back to our story. So six other men aged between 30 to 60 were arrested after police raided the property in the Finsbury Park area of North London back in 2021. So it's very recent, Michelle. That is so scary. Do you think that the pandemic just allowed these people to all kind of come together more easily? They had more time on their hands to like want to follow their fetish for eating dick. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if the eating dick was part of the fetish. I think maybe that just kind of came out of it as a byproduct. (laughs) As an entree. Oh, God. Sorry. Anyway, um, Marius, it was said to have kept the removed appendages of other nullos, of the people who he's lopped off, in his freezer, or he stored them in alcohol inside his flat. Interestingly, Michelle, and don't ask me too many questions about this because I've just got this one fact. I don't know any more, but he's also an amputee. He's missing a leg, his neighbours said. Yeah. Well, I wonder if that was also I knew part of some kind that. of ritual where he's, you know, Chop it done that online it. for some quick cash. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe cooked up a leg of, leg of human. I don't Oof. know. I don't think so. I, do, I like to think that that's not the case. He was just an, an amputee and maybe he had – somebody was saying to me the other night that amputees often – there are people who do get amputated. Now, I don't know much about this. This is just a dinner party conversation I had the other night when I was discussing this Wonderful story. dinner yes. party convo. <laughs> um, some people do feel that, oh, this arm is unnatural. It's not supposed to be here. And they go about getting it amputated. I've heard this. Yeah. Yes. And perhaps it's the same kind of psychology behind the nullification thing. 
Yeah, maybe. I don't want this genitalia. Please remove it kind of thing. Yeah, maybe. That it feels feels alien to their body. So they want it gone. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Get it gone. He said, so Marius said, he carried out the surgery in a very professional way, but neighbours in the residential street said they had seen ambulances regularly turning up to the property. Oh, God. They also said, they said they also saw a suspicious large black tent in the back garden. Oh, Mm. okay. So he's out there performing surgeries under very unhygienic conditions, I imagine. (laughs) Do you think he did it in the tent? Well, maybe. What do you think the tent's for? Well, I don't know. It's easy to clean up the blood, right? Yeah, you guess. just put plastic everywhere, hose it down. Bob's yeah, your yeah. uncle. <laughs> I don't know. Bob's your uncle. Well, it's funny you should say that, Michelle, because Marius is not the first eunuch maker. Oh, gosh. All right. In 2020, so not even that much further back. This is all so. This is all pandemic. <laughs> yes, pandemic times. Now you say it like that. Those dates yeah. do they do tally, don't they? Mm. So, in 2020, Virginia, in the United States, I should say, Bob, Uncle Bob, Lee Allen. He was not my uncle, by the way, not my uncle, just Bob. 53, and his partner, Thomas Evans Gates, 42, were arrested after a 28-year-old man walked into an Oklahoma hospital bleeding profusely from his groin area. Oh, Jesus. Sans penis. Sans penis. Sans penis. The the man told hospital officials that he was castrated in a remote cabin in the woods by Uncle Bob Allen. We're not good. He's not known as Uncle Bob. He's not Uncle Bob. He's not Uncle Bob. Bob's your uncle. Bob's just, he's just a Bob. He's He's a a carbuncle. I I was just titivated by the fact that you said Uncle Bob's your uncle. And I thought, well, Uncle Bob here, he's the, he's your your lopper. He's your penis lopper. He's no. a he's a Bob Bob the lopper. Bob a job for a lop. Bob Isn't Bob a there job a joke for a lop. About that, <laughs> probably. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the man told hospital officials that he was castrated in a remote cabin in the woods by Alan, who told him he was a cannibal and kept oh. food parts in his refrigerator. What's he oh. doing turning up there? Do you know what, Jordi? Can I just? Reel your mind back to a previous episode where we talked about strange addictions and the woman who kept all her cats in the fridge yes, I'll never and in forget the freezer her. Yeah. And, and that it all got defrosted and there was mm. like dead cat juice in the bottom of the fridge. I wonder if that's a similar situation here. People, mm. I'm going to put a link to that show if you want to know more about. If you can't get enough. Gore, oh, I wonder if I should have had a trigger warning about that. You should have. Sorry, go back to the penis. So this poor chap, he, he's unnamed, the victim. He was castrated in this mm. cabin in the woods by a man who told him he was a cannibal. But I'm pretty sure he didn't tell him that until he was standing over him with his tools in hand. Oh, the, because the cabin was listed on Mr. B&B, which is an Airbnb service for the LGBTQ community. Oh. And it was a home share and listed as Bob's Weekend Wonders Mountain Retreat. Oh, that's like the Piggy Palace. <laughs> Come on down to Bob's Weekend Wonders Mountain Retreat for all your nullification needs. Honestly, you could do voiceovers. I Get know. in touch, Bob, if you want to. No, oh, no, Bob. Really. Bob can't, and Bob's, I'll tell you why. No. The victim had flown from his home in Virginia to Dallas after contacting Alan 
Bob Allen through a website while doing an online search about castration. So obviously the man was a nullo and wanted yeah. rid. And so he was searching and found Bob in his weekend wonders m- mountain retreat and thought, yeah. well, he seems like a nice guy. He's done it before. I'll go along yeah. and get it lopped off. For some mountain massacre. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> He was assured by Alan that he had 15 years of experience and that he videos the procedures for personal use. No, that's for selling (laughs) on the internet, for God's sake. I mean, if he told me that, I'd run a mile. He'd also had his own website called The Eunuch Maker. Oh, Jesus. Have you looked that up online? Did you go? No, I'm not as gory as you. No, you can look it up. You can look it up. Well, in the, yeah. In the name of research, I'll give it a go. Although, do, do you that. know what? I'll have to put it through DuckDuckGo. Otherwise, yeah. they're going to put cookies on me. I'm going to get yeah. tracked for castration. It's not going to be you, good. Do you know what? We're probably also being listened to. Our phone's well, being listened so. to. We're going to get ads now. For Nullos. Well, then, if you do look, perhaps you can answer a few of our listeners' questions. If we've still got any by this point, to be honest <laughs> with you, Michelle, I know that half the population will probably already have tuned out. But I had a lot of questions when I was talking about this at the weekend so, to some friends. They said, well, how mm. does he pee? And also, apparently, you, a lot of the nullers say that they still get sexual gratification. Don't know how. I don't have the oh. answers. And how they pee? Well, apparently, there's a little hole left behind. So you can go okay. and check that out, Michelle, for yourself. You can tell us. Next well, can week. I just say, I've just, well, I'll just quickly tell you now, I've tried to look up the eunuch oh, maker, God. can't find it, but there are all things called eunuch world, a collection of castration and penectomy <sighs> uh, based fantasy fiction and nonfiction oh, and uh, all sorts. Although there's one here, access denied. So eunuch maker <laughs> dot co dot uk oh. oh my god it says here he's been arrested so, that's why yeah unicmaker.co.uk receives about seventeen thousand six hundred and ninety one unique visitors per day oh, what the actual fuck anyway sorry continue on with your story Jodie. she was okay after the victim was treated in hospital, the officials informed police, so the hospital officials got in touch with the police, and they went to the cabin outside Oklahoma to investigate. And they found their medical equipment, there was drugs, <gasps> mushrooms in a pill bottle, blood, <clears throat> and stained detritus, and test- <laughs> blood, blood-stained detritus, I should say, and testicles frozen in a bag. Oh, God. For later. Oh, no. Sorry. I mean, what are you going to do with some frozen balls? Do you know what know. I mean? Reattach if you've changed your mind. Keep it all, keep hold of it for a bit. I don't no, know. I think it's in there for like a snack down the line, oh, isn't stop. it? Oh. I don't know. Frozen. Well, our victim told officials that Bob Allen bragged that he once killed a man performing a similar operation and that he had six other surgeries lined up. This poor victim, Michelle, was awake during the entire (gasps) two-hour operation after he was injected in and around his genitalia. Oh, Oh my God. So so maybe he was... um, I wonder if he had sedation, but the the kind of sedation where you're awake, you can't feel anything, but you're awake. Like ketamine? No, 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 no. I've had that before. I've had... I've had that where I've had, you know, like a weird little, you know, procedure or whatever. And they 
they numb the the sight, but you're awake, so you can't feel anything, but you can kind of feel the movement of what's yes. happening. Oh, actually, I've had that as well. Yeah, it's grim. So mm. I really hope that that's what they did. I hope they they actually this poor guy. I hope he couldn't feel any pain, but being awake and hearing everything is mm. is grim enough in itself. Well, he was he was injected, so obviously he had local anaesthetic. So he told investigators that after the surgery was over, Bob Allen said that he was going to consume the parts and laughed and said that he was a cannibal. That's when he told him. I'm sorry, do you remember that song? I no. eat cannibals. Eat cannibals. <laughs> <laughs> Feed it's off the baba. Your love is so edible, edible. <laughs> to me. I eat cannibals. What a silly song. It is a Toto silly song. Toto Coelho. How do you even know who's saying that? I loved them. That is like like delving right into the brain. But can I just say, last week, uh, in last week's episode, we were talking about foreign accent syndrome. Yes. And you had talked about George Michael waking up with a West Country burr. And then you sang, uh, then you did some I'm never going to dance again. Yes. But I think you got the lyrics wrong. Guilty feet have got no, 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 no reason. That's what I said. It's rhythm. Guilty feet, I thought it was. Guilty feet have got no rhythm. Uh, oh, I said reason. And I was, because I was listening to the episode going, what is she singing? I mean, it sounded wonderful, but yes, just just. <laughs> Sorry, I got correct. those lyrics incorrect. I probably got the accent wrong too, but never mind. No, no, but I'm, I'm sure that you got I Eat Cannibal correct, because I... I thought it was, I eat cannibals. It's, it's incredible. incredible. <laughs> yeah. Your love is so edible to me. <laughs> Bob Allen allegedly told this victim that he once worked on someone who he described to be crazy. So he left this poor man opened up like after doing the surgery and left him to die overnight. Now that's what? not been proven. I don't know if that's just an anecdote but I don't think that actually happened. I just think this guy was getting off on telling him horror stories while he had, you know, his ghoulies in one hand and a scalpel in the other. But you never know unless they find the remains of this supposed crazy guy. It could be true. It could be true. I don't think it is. I don't think it is. Anyway, um, Alan and Gates also attempted to get the victim to participate in cannibalism, according to the authorities. Mm. The day after the operation, Alan agreed to drive the bleeding victim to the hospital, but he told him no morgue, no ER. And he also mm. said that if he passed out or died, he would dump his body in the woods and told him to tell the authorities or the hospital staff that mm. he had done it to himself. Right. Okay. But so, clearly that didn't happen. <laughs> no, obviously. So these two men were charged with performing unlicensed surgery, maiming, assault, failure to bury dead human members. Hang on. Oh, what? <laughs> failure to bury a dead human member. So not a dead human, but the member. You see, I didn't even know that that is a charge. That's a charge now. Wow. That's now yeah. in law. How bizarre. How uh-huh. bizarre. You know, Gotta makes... got have it. Gotta cover it all. Jesus. It makes it makes a simple simple first degree murder look so boring. <laughs> so what else was there? They were in possession of controlled dangerous substances, unlawful possession of drug paraphernalia, and much, much more, Michelle, much, much more. 
that Bob Allen was a busy boy. And he had the book thrown at him by this, all accounts. He was convicted and is serving 12 years. Is that all? And hubby. Mm-hmm. Yes. And well, because probably because it was consensual majority of the time. Yeah, I guess, actually. And like going back to Tinder Swindler, that is part of the reason why, you know, Simon Shimon motherfucker gets away with it because they get into the loopholes of what's consent, what is active participation, you know, all that kind Mm. of stuff. So, yeah, it's gray, gray areas. So he's doing 12 years and Gates, the hubby, who was only handing instruments over during the operation, he struck a plea deal and walked Oh, um, with t- time served. Okay. Well, I guess that relationship's over. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. They had only just gotten married and mm. I'm pretty sure that relationship has dwindled. Uh, I don't think it's going to survive. It's like I don't think it will. I'll be waiting for you, Bobby. I'll be waiting for you on the other side. I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. It's like Bobby will be like, "Fuck you." He threw him under the bus, you know. Yes, he did. Yeah. So ain't 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 no hanging around. It's very Tiger King. I wonder if they'll do a documentary on this one. I doubt it. I don't know because it is quite grim, and I actually feel quite guilty that we've been laughing all the way through this because it's really quite shocking content matter here. Yes, but, it know, is. Apologies. apologies. We don't mean to laugh. No, we're just embarrassed. That's all. Yes, I know. Yes, apologies. Apologies from me. Apologies to you. Why do I always sound so Australian? So, Michelle, there we have two very grim and ghastly stories for our eavesdroppers this week. Oh, my God. Um, do write in and let us know what you think. No, don't. No. <laughs> I don't want... Well, I think we know what you think. We know what you think. But perhaps we could lighten the mood somehow. Well, Geordie, uh, getting yes. on to lighter subjects. TV, we both love a good TV yeah. show. So what did you think of the unmasking of the masked singer? Yeah, do we, are we allowed to say who it was? Some people may not have seen it. Well, spoiler alert, guys. If you don't want to know, then tune out. But Geordie got me into the worst television, which it turns out loads of people absolutely love. It's called The Masked Singer. It's just one of those bits of kind of feel-good telly, really, isn't it? And yeah, it's fun. And so famous people have to, they are clad head to toe in various costumes and they are really elaborate costumes, amazing costumes actually, aren't they? Yeah. Robo Bunny was insane. Yeah, that was incredible costume. I mean, I actually thought Traffic Cone was a great costume. That was pretty good. Yeah. And Mushroom. So anyway, then they have to disguise their voice. The judging panel get clues. You have to figure out who that inside the mask but the but the clues were terrible. Oh, weren't the clues they? were they were so shit. bad when yeah. they revealed a few of them and they said, "Oh, well, that clue meant this." But something like where the lead singer from Keen went to university. Now, how on earth are we supposed to know that? That clue sent me in the direction of thinking that the lead singer from Keen was actually David Tennant. Yes. So you know they do put you on red herrings. Everybody got knocked out eventually. You know, Pat Cash was on it. We had... Pat Cash. We did. He was 
<laughs> he was hilarious. A bagpipes. He was bagpipes, actually. And Michael Owen was donuts. Yeah. Uh, the lady from M People was a chandelier. Yes, I think, that's was she? right. Yes. And then we had the big reveal of who was going to win. And quite frankly, and again, spoiler alert, if you don't want to know, I was shocked that Charlotte Church did not win. Mushroom was revealed to be Charlotte Church. She was incredible. But actually, they went for Panda, who turned out to be none other than Aussie Chantreuse. Chartreuse? Chantreuse. 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 Natalie, I don't Chantuzies. Chantuzies. Do you remember that? I do. There was a band called the Chantuzies. Do you remember? So Australian. So Natalie Abrolia won. Yes. So yeah. Oh, well done, Nat. I thought it was a dud. Sorry, Natalie. Charlotte should have won. So anyway. Well, she gave it a good crack. She did sing well. She did sing well, the panda. She was good. Yeah, she was. Well, listen, going back to the jingles service, I will say uh, Michelle and I have just been talking about this idea. We haven't actually done it yet, but we are happy to do it. And I think we might offer a few to our loyal listeners for free just so we can get some up on the website so that people can see what kind of things they can do. And there'll probably be a sliding scale of different jingles if you'd like one. You can use it for your business. You can use it for your loved ones or anything. So why don't you get in touch? Give us a few lines about your loved one your friend or whoever you're buying the jingle for little key elements and we can personalize and jingle it up for you we jingle it up exactly now do you remember how we actually came up with this idea because we actually did do a jingle for our friend and eavesdropper peter from sydney Yes, we did. He never even got in touch. Never thanked us, did he? No, I think that jingle might still be languishing in um, Instagram messaging obscurity. So, (laughs) Pete, if you're listening, have a listen to your jingle, mate, and get in touch. Tell us what you think. So, yeah, do do let us know if you'd like a jingle or if you just want to write in and say how appalled you are at this week's episode. Well, you know what? We can't help that because it's true life, real crime. What is it? Real life, true crime, and supernatural. Yeah, true life, true crime, supernatural. There there you have Real it. Real life, true crime, supernatural, and you never know what you're going to get from week to week. So unless you write in and tell us something that you want us to talk about, we'll just blather away about anything we want, won't we, Michelle? Absolutely. And until then... Whatever you do... <laughs> wherever you are... Just keep eavesdropping. Eavesdropping, 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 e